it's the next level. Hmm? Ah! Oh. We have to go back to the orchid. Excuse me? The orchid. That's where all this started. Maybe it's where it'll all stop. The greenhouse is a long ways away. You said you had a zodiac raft back at the beach. We could take that, cut around the horn of the island, be at the orchid in half the time. And let me guess, you know exactly what to do when we get there. Not exactly at all, but I know that Ben used it to leave the island, and if I can do the same thing, I believe I can save us. And how are you gonna do that? This is all happening because they left. I think it'll stop if I can bring them back. Bring who back? Jack, son, Saeed, Hugo, Kate. The boat blew up and that chopper was probably on it. They're not dead, James. Says who? That doesn't matter. All that matters is they've got to come back. I have to make them come back. Even if it kills me. Don't you want them to come back, James? Don't you want her to come back? Doesn't matter what I want. Welcome to another episode of We Have to Go Back Lost Revisited. Uh, as we are on a train wreck already before we even started. Uh, but we are continuing on with our coverage of the fifth season after a little bit of a hiatus. But we're back. I'm Ben. And I'm the reason for the hiatus, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> this week we move very slowly forward with our discussion of season five episode four we should be on eight the little prince <laughs> yes we we apologize you guys should know us by now we take these sudden and sporadic hiatuses because life just gets in the way i mean you know uh, we're in a different world right now where we're all living at home and when shit happens at home you just you kind of have to deal with it so yeah um, and for anybody that is listening and has kids in school, I think that we can all agree that the last month of school is the most chaotic time <laughs> of the school year. I don't know why I plan anything for the month of May because it never happens. No, we were we were just talking about that before we started recording. I think next year we're going to preemptive, preemptively take a hiatus in May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whether we're still talking lost or we moved on to the next show at that point. Like, we're it's, still talking <laughs> lost. With one we, season we shouldn't be because we only have about like 25 episodes left. So by next May, we should have moved on to the next series <laughs> at that point. But who the hell knows with us? Um, but yeah, I think it's been agreed, uh, been agreed upon that next year, whether we're still on lost or the next series, expect a hiatus in may again yeah because you've got the kids you've got school um may is just an incredibly busy month and summer starts and everybody just like cannot handle their brains when no. summer finally starts like everybody just starts to go batty it 
you know, like I said, life life happens and we you just kind of have to roll with the punches and deal with it. It's, yeah, which is fine. Um, you know, but since last time we've recorded and you guys have heard our voice, uh, some good, some bad, you know, things happened to both of us. Um, you know, new additions and losses. I've had like two friends who have had kids in, <laughs> in the last four weeks. That's wonderful. Uh, I got a new job, which yes, you and you I were did. talking about, which I'm very um, proud of you. Uh, is really cool working for a, uh, I got headhunted by a, a con to do their programming and lead moderating, which I'm very excited about. He, and you're, you're just going to crush it. You're just going to so. crush it. You're, I cannot think of somebody better. I'm so incredibly proud of you. I'm so excited for this, the, the merit of celebrity I'm going to be working with. Too. Uh, I know. Good for you, man. Well, uh, well deserved. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and everybody's been so supportive about it. And Yeah, but I'm the most supportive. You are the most supportive. You already <laughs> gave me like two or three ideas that I'm going to run with uh, for the event that's coming up in September. I'm so excited that cons are coming back. Um, everybody's, Life is coming back. I went into a still store. Be cautious, but... I went into a store last weekend without my mask as just just to do it to see if like I was going to have a panic attack because it's, you know, in well, I don't know if it's everywhere in North Carolina, whatever. But, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, you can go into a store without a mask. Well, I haven't done that yet, mainly because I, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm a Trump supporter. That's Sorry. right. That's, I, that's, I'm just no, no, that's the main reason. Like I, it's I'm not worried about people looking at me wondering if I'm vaccinated. I'm wondering. I don't want people looking at me wondering if I'm a conservative. Yes, that is actually like my main concern, which yep. I figured to myself. And then I had to talk with my cousin about this. Who cares what other people think? I know who I am. And it's not like I, I'm it's not like you you look at me and you're like, you can't tell that I'm some bleeding heart hippie. I mean, with, you know, the clothes <laughs> that I wear, the shaved side of my head, the bracelets that I wear, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, nobody's looking at me going, there's a Trump supporter right there. No, they're yeah. wondering if I made my own clothes on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was one thing when you said I made my own clothes and then you put on my way in. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like that just made it even better. Um, no, I mean, and you know what? Not to but go I freaked off like, out a little bit, but I freaked out a little bit. No, I want to tell the story and I'm inside and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I, I'm like, OK, here I am without my mask. This is my face. Like, <laughs> hey, everybody, this is my face. And I'm like still kind of like backing away from people and like talking down. And then uh, and then my cousin again comes up to me and he's like, how you doing over there? How, how what, what's it like for you right now? And I'm like, I'm freaking out, man. He goes, yeah, you're freaking out. Stop freaking out. <laughs> Act normal. I don't know how anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, that's the thing too. Like I'm, and, and I apologize to anybody listening right now for us kind of going off on this tangent, but Kristen and I really haven't spoken in a couple of weeks. So you're, you, you kind of have to deal with it for the minute, but we're an hour and uh, 12 minutes into our conversation and you have only listened to four. <laughs> true. Um, I still wear a mask when I go out. Like I went, I went grocery shopping the other day and I saw a bunch of people not wearing masks and I'm trying not to judge. I'm think I'm trying to be like, okay, 
I'm sure they're probably just vaccinated. But like I've seen like AMC released an article the other day saying that like uh, AMC, Regal and Cinemark, no, if you're vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask in the movie theater, which I'm thinking, OK, that's that's great because I'm vaccinated. So if I go to the movie theaters, which I want to do again, um, I won't have to wear a mask when I'm there because I've actually been back to the theater. But I wore are you a mask. buying all the tickets around you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but um, so I saw somebody update the article that said, if you're vaccinated or a liar, which <laughs> is also very true, because you yeah. know full well there are people out there who are going to say they're vaccinated when they're not just so they don't have to wear a mask. Um but, you know, being in the grocery store and seeing people without a mask, I'm I'm one of the people like I know you are and many other people out there who did everything they were asked to do. I mm-hmm. wore a mask every time I left the house. I yep. socially distanced. I got yep. vaccinated when I could. Yep. Um, check, check, and, check. And it's it just I still wear a mask, even though I don't have to. Um, for the protection of others, because I do have kids. I do have friends who just recently had kids. Yeah. So I'm like, OK. I want to make sure if I'm ever around, if I want to be around them, I have to protect myself so that I'm not carrying anything to them. Um, yeah. You know, so what I do is I carry my mask in my hand and so if I'm uncomfortable, you, you have it. Yeah. I put it on. Yeah. Like, cause we were in Walmart uh, with the kids uh, uh, picking up who cares, but um, there's, you know, I live <laughs> in an area where people have not been wearing masks throughout this entire thing, no matter what, or they've been wearing masks that have had some pretty vulgar things on it. Um, anyways, this guy walks by and he has, he has his cart and he's not wearing a mask. He's very dirty. And Danny goes, mom, where is shoes? And I look down and he's barefoot and he has a green toe. And I said, this guy, I promise you, has not been vaccinated. No, <laughs> like not at all. Hundred percent. But I, I said this is, and I looked at Danny and I said, "This is why we still wear masks." <laughs> this is also why there's a website called People of Walmart. <laughs> I know. Which, which, if you've never <laughs> been to, listeners, if you've never been to the website People of Walmart, I encourage you go check it out. I think Facebook has a group for it as well probably and i bet you instagram and reddit also have their own versions i'm sure they do reddit has everything but i know like and i'll just i'll just come i'll just wrap it up with this because i know people are like just start talking about lost already please like just start talking about lost um i realize like it's not fair to the people that did everything they were asked to do Mm -hmm. to make them still because I guarantee you a lot of people who are still wearing masks are people who did everything they were asked to do. They were people that wore masks, socially distanced and got vaccinated. They're just still wearing their masks, one, for the safety of others, and two, because they don't trust other people out there. I don't. I will. That's my main reason, too, is that I don't trust anybody. And 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 then that's the thing. Like I was walking around the supermarket and it, it hit me. I'm like, I'm wearing my mask. I don't have to be how is this fair that I'm the one still wearing the mask and I'm the one that doesn't have to because it's really not. We could probably talk about that for like an hour off, off the recording. Yeah. Yeah. Recording. Yeah. But to everybody out there, no, uh, go ahead. I said, but the little prince. (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say all of our listeners out there apologize for that little bit of a tangent. Um, If you're, if you're, 
conservative, liberal, wherever you stand, hopefully you're vaccinated. Hopefully you're staying safe. That's the most important thing. If you're well, not we're at vaccinated, the end of this. we're finally at the end. If you're not vaccinated, please just go get vaccinated. That's all I'm going to say. Just do um, it. Just do if it. If you've already had it, your antibodies only last for 90 days. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, I had it. I have the antibodies. Okay. Well, they're probably gone now. Well, I mean, in the other argument, yeah, I've, I've seen like, oh, I already had it and I was fine. Well, that doesn't mean the person you pass it on to will be mm -hmm. like, just yeah. care about your fellow human. Go and get vaccinated. It's very simple. There's no repercussions that I mean. And then know, you can be a part it. of the conversation. Which one did you get? Well, how did you feel? Well, I felt like this. Well, isn't that interesting? Because <laughs> that that's the conversations I hear all around me all the time. <laughs> yeah. I've had those conversations. You and Anyways. I have had those conversations. Yeah. Yes, we have. Anyway, let's talk about Lost. Uh, season five, episode four, The Little Prince, uh, or in French, La Petite Prince. But we Which, also um, should say we talk about spoilers. There you go. That oh, was yeah. your disclaimer. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're new to the if you're new to the program, if you're new to the show, uh, it is a spoiler full podcast. We talk about things that have happened. We talk about things that will. So you have been warned. Uh, spoilers are a possible. All possible. Why did I say all possible? Because you're you. I was thinking a plenty and then I went with a possible. That didn't work, you know. Anyway, um, so yeah, so we have a uh, a Kate centric episode this time around. The Little Prince, obviously talking about Aaron, because this there's a lot to do with Aaron in this episode. Aaron it's is so a very weird that it's a Kate centric it. episode because it just didn't feel like it. I you know I say Kate centric episode, but I use that loosely because it. I think Aaron. I think this is really an Aaron centric episode. Really? But how, but how I do feel you focus like it's on Aaron because he's not in it? <laughs> well, very rarely. Exactly. And I feel like it's more of a collaborative episode. That's probably more like it. Um, I mean, I know that it says on on, you know, the the wiki and stuff like that, that it is a Kate episode. But I mean, Kate, it, we don't get any like flashes of Kate. It's, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're seeing. We're seeing things happening with Jack and Saeed. We're seeing things happening with um, on the island. We're seeing things happen with Jen. I mean, so. I mean, OK, so Kate is having the the biggest problem on the episode, but is she? Because I think Charlotte's having more of a problem. Charlotte's dying. <laughs> She's dying, but she doesn't know she's dying because that's actually a correction we need to make from the last episode we recorded is that I think we both said that like Charlotte was going to buy it this episode because we thought we know that's coming. I thought it was this episode and apparently it's not. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit more that dives into it because we Did start you say to see buy it. I think <laughs> she, she buys the farm, you know, <laughs> kicks the bucket. Whatever we, you we said she was going to buy it. She was going <laughs> to buy it. Um. <laughs> I know my, my terminology sucks. Um, so yeah, so we were wrong about that. This isn't the shirt. This isn't the episode where Charlotte, uh, passes on not by, I like by it. I <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so we had to, we have to correct about that, but we do get a little bit more of that because we see more nosebleeds this episode. So we know it's getting worse. 
We do. And they're for people and it's going in order for people who have been there the longest on the island. More, more exposure to the island means this starts to affect you more quickly. Yes. Uh, which is very interesting because it's starting to, it, <clears throat> it affects Charlotte first, mm -hmm. then it starts to affect Miles mm -hmm. and then Juliet. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so out of all these people, Juliet is the only one we know of. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez. Coffee. Coffee phlegm. Um, Gross. That's, I know that was horrible. Of all the people that we've met so far that we're seeing in this group, Char or Juliet is the one we know who has been there the longest. Juliet and was she's there been there for a else. few years. She has. So to see this happen to Charlotte first and then Miles, you have to put together that these two have been to this island before and they were there longer than Juliet's been there. So knowing, okay, so I don't remember everything, which is great. I like that. But I do know that Miles was born on the island. How long he was there, I don't know. But I have to assume it was at least a couple of years. Was Miles born on the island, though? I don't remember if that was ever revealed because he could have, we know who, spo I mean, spoiler territory, we know who his father is. Um, but I don't know if it's ever revealed that he was born on the island. He might have also been brought to the island, okay, as a baby. But he did spend a lot of time there because well, of who his father is. Okay, and so with that in mind, Charlotte is the first one to get the nosebleed. She is. I don't remember how long she was on that island, but that's significant to me. Was she born on the island? Again, I don't remember if that's something that was revealed, but we do, we will meet Charlotte. Yeah. Um, the, the, the younger version of, well, we'll meet the younger version of Miles too. The episode she buys it, obviously, is when we're going to get the backstory on Charlotte. I'm going to use buy it. I was going to say, you just wanted to use that out. terminology. That's all. No, no, that's how it's going to be from here on out. <laughs> This is the episode where Charlotte buys it. This is the episode. This is the episode where Locke buys it. <laughs> Spoiler. We already know that. We've seen him in a coffin. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not really a spoiler. We know that he we know that he buys it at some point, which is cool, because in this in this episode, he said, I'm going to get them all back, even if it kills me. And we're like, oh, dude, it is. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean. It's it's very interesting. You're right because there, again, we've talked about this before. There are parts of the series we're getting to that point in the series where there are a lot of things that even you and I don't recall. Um, so it's always fun going back and and re-realizing these things. And you're right. I don't remember if Miles was born on the island. I don't remember if Charlotte was born on the island. But Charlotte, it's it's interesting because we know who Miles's father is. He's very important to that group. Like he's a leader in that group. Miles's dad. I don't remember who Charlotte's parents are, but they obviously were there longer than Miles's father was. Yeah. You know what? I looked up who Charlotte's uh, parents were because I thought, I thought very weird things. Not like I, I thought that she was somehow connected to Charles Widmore, which made like a Luke and Leia weird thing out of Daniel and Charlotte, but that's not <laughs> true. So I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm going to look it up though. Oh, here we go. Here's Charlotte. Oh, I thought you said you had looked it up. No, I did look it up, but I didn't. Um, you didn't remember what it was. Remember. Right. 
family. David Lewis, father, Jeanette Lewis, mother, two sisters. So let's look up David Lewis. David Lewis is uh, blah, 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 from England, raised on, aha, Charlotte confesses to Daniel that she was raised on the island as part of the Dharma Initiative. So she was raised on the island. Yes. Okay. So she wasn't born, but she was brought to the island and raised. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting to note, too, that when Daniel realizes like it has to do with the the exposure to the island is what makes this happen, like with, with these nosebleeds happening and these headaches and everything that happened. Daniel is the one that comes to the realization it's the exposure of the island that does it when he talks to Miles about because Miles silently approaches Daniel and says, hey, just want to let you know I had a nosebleed. I'm telling you this quietly because I don't want the rest of the group to freak out. Right. Uh, you know, when Daniel says like it, it's exposure to the island, Miles says like, well, I, I don't get why I don't I've never been to this island before. So it's interesting that Charlotte knows full well she's been to the island. She remembers it. It's part of the reason why she's back on that island, which we'll learn. But Miles, for some reason, has no recollection of ever being there. It looks like he was. So it says that because I'm on his page right now. It looks like he was born on the island and at four months old, he was taken to California by his mother with an island evacuation. Oh, so that's why he doesn't remember being there. He was way, way too young to have been there. But See, I thought four I thought months. I... Four months what? Four months on the island is a lot shorter amount of time. Then Juliet was on the island. Well, but oh yeah, because even even if you figure in the nine months incubation period, that's still not Juliet was there for years. Years. Yeah, so that's maybe maybe, maybe we have being, it wrong. Well, maybe being born there kind of increases it. Maybe it's a time thing, like. Maybe it was Charlotte was there before Charlotte was Miles there before was Miles there. was born. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know what is, I mean? Maybe it is timeline wise and not length of time wise. But then Daniel Faraday should have a nosebleed. But is it because he has a constant? Well, why would Daniel have a nosebleed? Because he's been there before. Yeah, but technically at this point, he hasn't been there yet. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's so it's so confusing, but technically at that point, he hasn't been there yet. So I don't think that would be it's so weird. It's it's tiny. Because, it's yeah, wibbly wobbly tiny wimey. Because Sawyer will be the last one to have a nosebleed. Yes. And even though Sawyer's been there too. Or Daniel would be the last one. I don't remember who the last one is. <laughs> I know we know no, that because Daniel, if he had never been on the island before he landed on the island and then he landed on the island after Sawyer got there. Yeah. Daniel in the in the timeline of if we were to do a timeline, then, yeah, Daniel would be the last one. OK, so we'll keep an eye out for Sawyer. that. Maybe that's it, though. I think that's got a lot more merit to it than exposure of time on the island, because you're right. Mm -hmm. Juliet's 
has more time on that island than Miles does if Miles was evacuated after four months. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's timeline. Because in the timeline, Charlotte would have been there first. Yeah. Then Miles. Then Juliet. Then Sawyer. Then Daniel. And it seems like yes. that's the order we've gotten so far. And Locke, I don't think, ever gets it because he's the one that stops it. Possibly. Or maybe he does. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't it's either. Gonna, it's going to be interesting. I know Juliet's got it. Um, she's the latest one to get it. Uh, and yeah. I think it might stop there because I think if I remember. Oh, no. I think No, it's about to stop soon. Just in a couple of episodes. I think we, we saw that it's like episode seven. Episode seven, the life and death of Jeremy Bentham yeah. is the is when the island stops jumping. So we still have still have two more Three. episodes of island jumping. Yeah. Three, if you include the life and death of Jeremy Bentham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. OK, so let me consult my notes here because um, we just spent a lot of time. Um, I can cross off Charlotte waking up and Miles's nosebleed because we got that. Um, and Juliet's nosebleed. So, you know, that was really considerate of Miles, considering how not considerate he is for him to like secretly admit that he had a nosebleed to Daniel out of respect for the others. Well, I mean, I think as, it proves that he's not a dick. And that's the and that's actually what I was just going to mention. Like we we've talked about before how important Miles and Daniels become to this entire story. Uh, Charlotte, unfortunately, her time is cut short, and we're going to see that relatively soon. Uh, but Miles and Daniel, they're with us till the end at this point. They're with us till the end of this series. Oh, right. no, Daniel's not. Sorry. Ruined that one. Oh, well, I, I, that's okay. It, he kind of kind of is. He's with us for a while. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, we'll see him in a Dharma suit. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's that's with my us favorite. Can I just tell you, that's my favorite part of like the la the uh, second half of the series is when they're all in the Dharma initiative. Oh, I episode. I wish eight. we had more of that. Episode eight, LaFleur is when we go into my favorite part of season five. Yes, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and and we all know who LaFleur is. Oh, so, we know who LaFleur is. And it's very exciting. <laughs> I I love LaFleur. LaFleur is, it's weird to say, but LaFleur is one of my favorite characters of season five. He probably is my favorite character of season five. And I love how we spoiled all this other shit, but we're not saying who LaFleur is. Well, you know what? <laughs> you we'll can't. something. Yeah, you can't. You can't expect us to just talk about everything except the episode every week. Look, let's be <laughs> honest. If you're listening to us talk about Lost, you've seen the show before. Most likely you already know who the floor is. Yeah. You know, but if you, we're still not going to say it out loud. <laughs> I mean, we're still not going to say that LaFloy is Sawyer, but I mean, oh, I mean, sorry. <laughs> no, I when we get to LaFleur and then Namaste and. That is that is my favorite part of season five. From there until the end is 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 great. Um, and it's also it, I mean, if you look at the 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 Lostopedia too or Lostpedia, however you pronounce it, uh, it says that Lafleur Lafleur is a Sawyer centric episode. Of course it is. Uh, so let's see. What else do we want to? 
um, talk about? Where do you want to go from here? Because we talked a lot about well, obviously let's Charlotte. Move, let's move forward. Let's move forward in time. To and off the island. <laughs> okay, to off to off the island with. Uh, you know, we mentioned Kate and Aaron and Jack and Saeed. So and now Sun. we know all the players are in LA. Everyone's there. And we know where everyone is. Kate and Jack are together. Uh, Ben is with Saeed. Hurley Curly's is in, in lockup. Yeah, Hurley's in lockup. <laughs> and Sun's with Aaron and a gun. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that package, like... Uh, when Sun receives that package, obviously, there there is a gun in the bottom is it revealed yeah. who that package is from? Can we just pause for a second? And I was very disappointed that she didn't at least eat a chocolate. <laughs> All right. Listen, I love a box of chocolates. I love a box of chocolates. You never I've, know what you're going to get. Well, sorry. You know what you're going to get if you look I at do. the back. You know what you're going to get if you say, I only want the nougats. Because that's I all I ever want. I know this is a tangent, but can I tell you, I am so mad if I open a box of chocolates and there is not a guide as to what chocolates I'm eating. Yeah. I, well, because I don't want anything with cherries in it. That cherry I, goop. Yeah. Bull. I I don't either. And my rea- my natural reaction, anytime I open a box of chocolates, like most of the time there is that guide in the roof of the box. It shows you what pieces you're eating, what shape they are, just in case yep. it gets flipped upside down. candies is wonderful about that. Yeah, but if I open up a box and I don't see that guide, I'm like, what kind of gas station dollar store shit is this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe next time you lift it up and there's a gun for you. (laughs) See, take a note from Sun. If there's no guide to the chocolates, there's probably a gun underneath. There's probably a guide or gun. Guide or gun. There's a gun (laughs) or a knife or a lead pipe or something in that box. A candlestick. A candlestick. A, <laughs> a rope. rope. Yep. <laughs> There's something in that box. You just got to open it up and look. <laughs> I'm going to start <laughs> sending you chocolates with like weird items underneath. <laughs> why did Why did Kristen send me this? There's no guide. I lifted it up. There's like a razor blade underneath. <laughs> <laughs> There's There are three razor blades in the chocolates. Good luck. No, not in- <laughs> What is this saw? <laughs> you must eat half of the chocolates, but three of them have razor blades. Good luck. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Um, but I mean, is it revealed whose son got that package from? No. And I kept meaning because I watched the episode twice and I kept meaning to pause it to see what the words on the document said. And I never did. And I said, well, maybe Ben will do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I should have, I'm looking to see if it's in, it's in my notes and I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think it's revealed who the package is from. I, I think we're just, I think it's just left up to interpretation that maybe it's just somebody she had connections to. She just requested it and that's how they sent it was in, you know, hidden in a package of chocolates and, and such. So, I mean, but we're going to find out that we know exactly who that gun is meant for. Mm-hmm. And that's Ben. I mean, she. But well, that's we the only it. reason why she's there. Oh, yeah. She's there to find Ben and murder Ben because she holds Ben responsible for the death of Jin, which we'll get back to that before the end of this episode. Uh, even though, like, the reveal, it's weird. Like, this is one of those episodes where 
we get the reveal that Jin is still alive, mm-hmm. which as viewers, we knew already. But as first time viewers, you didn't know that's happening. But the weird thing about this episode is like, that's not the cliffhanger reveal. The cliffhanger reveals who discovers him. And that's Rousseau. Well, it tells us what time period he washed up in, which leads me to believe that we are getting closer to the end. Like, I don't. So, does that mean that? Well, here's when the they thing. went from when they went from the canoe to the rain, and then they washed up with the canoe and they're like, when are we? And then we see Jin they're in Danielle Rousseau's time. All of them. Yes. Cause Jin has, we haven't jumping time jumped. with them. Well, right. But what I'm saying is we haven't jumped to a different time with him washing ashore because the show does like to play with time. Right. So are we seeing Jin in a different times time period? Are we about to see like Jin's journey a little bit? I, cause I can't remember. No, I think, well, you're right. I mean, that is that is an interesting question. Is what, when we see Jin wash ashore or be rescued by Rousseau mm-hmm. and, and her people and wash ashore, is that congruent with the timeline of the others? Meaning, right. has he been in this water, has he been in the water this entire time? Right. Or is or are we just kind of flashing back a little bit to when he was rescued? Right. So this was one of the jumps, but not the one that they're on now. Because there were two quick jumps, I think. Uh, and like, I couldn't, I, I would be so sad. Like, what happens if he's floating, right, on that piece of wood that they found him on, right? And he's unconscious. And then time jumps and that wood's not there anymore. Like, does he just drown? Like, well, no, because I think anything they're touching goes with them. Because remember, when they're in the canoe, that canoe goes with them when they jump. Oh, that's true. So I think if Jin was hanging onto that wood, that wood would have jumped with him. Because he would have drowned if not. But right. I, think it, I, I think it is a lot to ask the viewer to believe that he's been in that water that entire time. But also at the same time, we don't know how long it's been. Like it could have only been a couple hours. Yeah, because it keeps going them. day to night to day to night yeah. to day to night. So like it could be like everything that we're seeing could pretty much be in real time. And it's really only been a couple hours. That would be so trippy. It'd be interesting to kind of follow along and go back and revisit it to see if we can figure that out. Oh, gosh, that sounds like a Google search. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like let somebody else do that kind of research. (laughs) That sounds like I'll bet between the the time this episode aired to now, like 15 years later, that somebody already figured that out. (laughs) If nobody's figured that out after, yeah, all this time, then it's just not meant to figure out. Right, 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 right. Because somebody would have done it already. I but like I, it that we tried to go to LA and we ended back on the island. <laughs> that's what the show does. So, all right. So let's go back to LA. Okay. Uh, you know, we talked about we talked about Sun and her uneaten box of chocolates and the gift uh, of the gun underneath. Um, Aaron is with Sun, and we know that that's because Sun is helping Kate to discover who the lawyers are. 
Um, yeah, what's the lawyer's name? Ken Norton. You know what? You think I would have written that down, and I, didn't. I think it's Ken Norton. Well, because we find out that Kate has to, you know, she she wants to follow the lawyer to find out exactly who is behind this, and it's no surprise who's behind it. We know who it is by the end of the episode. It's revealed that it's Ben, mm-hmm. which anybody who is anybody who watches the show would have figured that out at this point. Like it had to be Ben who was behind it because Ben is the one that's trying to get everybody back together. He's playing mm-hmm. every PC can to bring everybody back. Yeah. And none of it is for the people on the Island. It's all for him. Is it though? Yes. I, I mean, I, I do think Ben has some selfish ways, um, but I do think he does. Even if it's just a part of what his end game is, Ben never does anything that doesn't serve him in some way. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I still think there's a part of me that believes that Ben is. I, I think he does believe it's for the good of them too, but it's, it's more for the good of himself. Right. You know, uh, it's Dan Norton, Dan Norton. Okay. Was the name of the lawyer, but I mean, we see that, you know, Kate confront or Jack confront Kate about what she's doing, you know, get in the car or go away when the lawyer drives away and they follow the lawyer to that motel where we see Claire. Or, well, no, see, we don't see Claire. To we me, see Claire's mother. To me, if I was, um, if I was Kate, I would have Jack give a blood sample and have Aaron give a blood sample, and you know, put the whole thing to bed. Well, I don't know if that would put it to bed though, because Kate is the one saying that Aaron is hers, not Jack's. Yeah, but. As a family member of Aaron's, he could at least confirm that they are family. I guess that would be a loophole. But I think that what Kate- was Ben's but what was Ben's endgame with that? I mean, if he was if he was the one behind all of it, like he was just he was blindly counting on the fact that she would just run from the situation. And join Ben's cause. What happens if she actually called his bluff and said, okay, Ben, let's do this. What are you going to do with Aaron? I don't, I think Ben knew full well she wouldn't because Kate's a runner. She always has been. I know. And Ben is smart enough to know that. I mean, and he was the one that was like, you know what? Here's like, if you back Kate into a corner, she runs. Mm -hmm. And that's what he needed to do. He needed to find that leverage to back her into the corner. She was too comfortable in that home with Aaron. So he had to shake her out. He had Mm -hmm. to back her into that corner. He had to make that home, her corner back her into it. So she ran. So she would run and that's, and it worked. Um, you know, we also see by the end of this episode that that lawyer, Dan Norton is also the one that is going to get Hurley out of prison. Yep. Uh, on a technicality. So, it's it's good to know that Ben is not only smart, but he has smart lawyers. Yeah. Ben associates himself with smart people. You know what I what I loved 
what I always love is I love anything with Saeed, but I love that Saeed could see right through the orderly. He's oh, like, yeah. Oh, I'm here for your medication. He's like, I don't think you are, man. <laughs> Considering think, I'm not really a patient room. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause we see that orderly come in, you know, like I got the medication for you and say, it's like, I think you got the wrong room, but Saeed's smart too. I mean, like that's one of the reasons why, like anytime I see Ben and Saeed go head to head on anything or butt heads on anything, it's really dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, and the thing that really gets me about the situation that's going on now is Saeed, even though he doesn't trust Ben, He's sticking with him because he knows that Ben is up to something. Well, I think that you can always say Ben is up to something, even if he's sleeping. <laughs> That's very true. In his sleep, he's working on his next step of his plan in his head. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's never somebody that is like, no, Ben's cool. No, nobody said no one ever. <laughs> said no one ever. You know, and one of the things like I've I've made mention of it before, how much I love Ben and how he is one of my absolute favorite characters in the series. It, you know, we talked about how last season we kind of had a dynamic switch in Ben's character in in his daughter getting killed by Kimi that kind of sets him on a different little bit of a different path in this season in season five in what he does manipulating everybody to get them back together, to get them back to the island. We're seeing a little bit of a regression to the old Ben that we knew and we first met. Mm. Um, but we're going to see more of that evolution of Ben again next season, right. in the final season. Right. Um, and this is an evolution of Ben for good. Like we're yeah. going to see a very different side of Ben next season. And it all happens uh, with lock on the island when i say quote unquote lock returns to the island and ben sees that that shakes ben and it becomes ben becomes another person he becomes a completely different person by next I season and i love it his the consequences of his actions finally start to hit him yes i mean and it leads up to one of my favorite moments of the series finale. And that's the final scene with Ben and Hurley. Did I do a good job? Yeah. Did, did I do a good job? And I mean, I know we're kind of fast forwarding obviously to the end, but that scene where well, everybody's done going, that before. I know that scene. And I can't wait till we talk about the series finale because so many people are torn about that finale and I know where you and I stand. Um, but that scene with, Ben and Hurley outside of the church and Hurley asking Ben if he's going to come in and Ben sitting outside like, no, I think I'm just going to wait out here. Like it's at that moment you realize like Ben's self-realization of who he has been this entire time is mm -hmm. real. Yeah. You know, and like I, I love that moment with his character. It's that's why I can't wait to get to that series finale, but not the rest. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We are definitely not rushing it. <laughs> no, we should have been done this series already. I know. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. Yeah. So it was a really cool element of misdirection with um, 
Carol Littleton. Yeah, I mean, because if because it, like obviously at this point you think that Ben you would you would be under the impression like oh it's got to be Ben that's behind all this he's trying to bring right. everybody together mm-hmm. and then you get the realization when they get to the motel that Carol Littleton is there and you're like mm-hmm. oh okay it wasn't Ben she's trying to get Aaron back and they even and they even kind of misdirect you from the very beginning because they say previously on lost and it's the scene where Carol is at the funeral and is talking to Jack mm-hmm. about Claire. And so you see her again and you're like, oh, she must know something. And really, it was just all like a misdirection and a, probably even suing the airlines and getting a settlement check was probably even uh, orchestrated by Ben. Well, I mean, because it's pure, it's very coincidental that this same lawyer is the one doing everything. Right. So, yeah, you I mean, Ben even says like, oh, that's my lawyer at the end when Saeed asked him who that was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why would Sa- why would Ben's lawyer have anything to do with the settlement between her and Oceanic unless that was part of the plan? And maybe that was it. Maybe that lawyer was assigned to her settlement because they needed to throw Ben needed a reason for it to not be revealed that that's he's working with that lawyer. If you if you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 I do. Sorry. By you saying getting getting everybody where I. I all of a sudden realized how did Ben orchestrate son getting to L.A.? Maybe Ben sent the information to the hotel room and the gun. You think Ben set that up himself? Maybe. He has always had an ace in his pocket with son. And that's that Jen is alive. Well, isn't there for some reason, I feel like there was something somebody reveals. Oh, wait a minute. Who reveals to Sun eventually that Jin is still alive? I think it's Ben. I think it is Ben. Yeah, when she's about to kill him. Oh, that's right. So that hasn't happened yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. So he probably sent all the information to get her to L.A. so that all of them would be in L.A. at the right time because she is after Ben. And he has that ace in his pocket the entire time. That Jin is still alive. And he was and saving let's that. Go. And he was saving that ace. Oh, that's such a good point. You're right. He probably sent that everything to her as just a means to get her there. Yeah. So that he could reveal to her that Jin was still alive. We need to get back to the island to save him. And the backup is that there's sedatives in the chocolates. But it all comes back to the chocolates, Ben. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> there's just and she wouldn't know which one had the sedatives because there's no damn guide in that box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all she needs to do is bite into that mystery cherry cord cherry cordial one and it's it's like lights out. out for sun. It lights out. 
The sun goes down. <laughs> that is a really good point, though. I mean, you're right. It's not revealed how sun gets back to. I mean, and maybe we're wrong about this. And in the next episode, this is going to be revealed about why sun is in L.A., which but is fine. I, I like that. I, I like theorizing at this point that Ben is the one that did everything, like including sending her the gun to influence her to go there to kill him. I mean, the thing he, about Ben's character, not, though, is that. We we have established, we have more than established that he is completely capable of orchestrating huge moves like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility in this world, on in this show, to think that Ben has orchestrated everything right down to a surveillance report and a gun for Sun. Well, I mean, it's and I wouldn't put it past Ben to even say, like, give her the gun to influence her to kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't put it past Ben putting himself at risk. Knowing that he's got that ace in the hole, right? Like his Ben is so confident in his manipulations that, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to say, like, you know what? Yeah, I can influence her to kill me because I know in the end she won't do it mm -hmm. with the information that I have. Right. She she would have to keep him alive on the slim possibility that he isn't lying. Yeah. And I mean, as much as we've we know that he's capable of orchestrating huge events, like bringing all these characters together. We also know that he will lie to save his own skin without even thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like even if Jin wasn't still alive, like even if Jin yeah. is dead, just the fact of Ben telling her Jin is still alive, whether it was true or a lie, Ben just the same that Ben knows that if you back Kate into a corner, she's going to run. Right. Ben also knows that when it comes to Sun, you play the gin card. That's all it takes. Ben is smart, man. You said gin card, like gin. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong gin. I know. I was just having fun. Sorry. <laughs> but um, Ben is smart, man. He is incredibly smart. Yeah. I mean, and anybody who's gone through a loss, if somebody were to say, like, if somebody were to come up to me and say, your sister is still alive, I would follow them, knowing full well that she died. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would that, still yeah. follow them. That's, the, I mean, why would you not? I mean. Right, exactly. You, 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 you add, you introduce the element of the unknown mm -hmm. and curiosity always gets the best of you. Yeah, absolutely. Because human beings are more attracted to hope than we care to admit. Mm -hmm. You give us a small sliver of hope and we will ride it. Absolutely. And Ben knows that. Yeah. And he, he manipulates it in every way possible. Yeah. I mean, you look at Jack, all he had to do was, I mean, he, all he had to do was just plant a seed of hope in Jack from the beginning. And, and look at what that seed has grown into in that Jack is just as desperate to get everybody back together as Ben is. Yeah, but I think I think he was already feeling, though, and Ben probably knew this, that they never should have left that island. 
I mean, he said it so many times. We never should have left. We never should have left. Why did we leave? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because. Yeah, because I don't think he even knows that Ben is off the island until he goes to visit Jeremy Bentham. Right. That's the first time that he sees him. That's when he sees Ben for the first time since the island. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's there's so much. I I'm, I love the fact that Ben is the one that set up son. I mean, I don't know how you get Hurley on board. Um, yeah, how do you get Hurley back? I And see, here's the thing that I mentioned a couple episodes back, and I don't remember if it's true or not, but I think I think that Hurley is being transported when he's on the plane. No, because he's the one that buys all the extra tickets to make sure nobody dies in the plane crash. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he does do it freely. He's not in custody. Oh, then I don't know. How do you get Hurley on board? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that everybody's together. Everybody was super spread out at the beginning of the season. And we are on episode four, four. And and everybody's in L.A. Yeah. And and it's weird that they're not all connected still. They all like. That they're all like, oh, my gosh, it's you. It's you. You know, it like. Like they all went their separate ways for three years. Well, I mean, we do know that Kate and son have been kept, have kept in contact with each other as much uh, as they can from Korea. And LA. exactly over, over mm-hmm. a distance, they've kept in contact with each other. We know that Kate and Jack have been in contact with each other. So they've been time. They, super contact. They, they lived together and slept together for a long period of time. Um, you know, they were Saeed went on his family. own journey. Yeah, Saeed went on his own journey. Hurley stayed in journey. Um, Hurley stayed in contact with pretty much everybody because we know he even went to Korea to visit Sun at some point to see the baby. Kind um, of, but I wouldn't say that he. I don't know. I mean, look, I I understand that everybody kept like you know, in pen pal contact or whatever, like acquaintance yeah. contact. But for me, I would need to be a, closer to these people for a while at least after the experience that we had together. That's, I mean, yeah, I see that. Like when you, when you figure everything that they went through together, why would they not have stayed closer? Cause that brings people together. They share yeah. a traumatic experience, several traumatic experiences that only they know about. And yeah. they can't tell anybody about it. Yeah, so that keeps them. Yeah, why would that not keep them closer? Right. So I, I don't know. It's like Saeed's wife dies, and none of them go to the funeral. Well, I mean, you look at even Son having the baby, and only Hurley only, shows up. Only Hurley goes to see the baby. Aaron's had three birthdays, and nobody's gone. That's like their mascot. <laughs> Aaron is their mascot. Yeah. Sure. Aaron and Vincent. Oh, Vincent. We we get a mention of Vincent this episode. 
No, just a scholar. <laughs> I said a, I said a mention. <laughs> we get a mention of Vincent this episode. <laughs> poor poor Sawyer, all the Dharma beer was gone. He was so excited for a Dharma beer. <laughs> well, let's let's you know what? Let's go back to the island before we wrap things up because okay. we we do get a couple hints of different time periods that they visited. Um, you know, one they of went to the future. They did. I'm mm -hmm. so glad you brought that up because that was one of the things I was going to bring up. Uh, they have not just jumped to different times in the past this episode. They jump to a moment in the future. Uh, they get to the beach where the the beach camp is completely disintegrated, but they not disintegrated, but, you know, worn down and it's been there for a while. Uh, but we get the Ajira Airlines water bottle. That airline yep. has not yet arrived to the island because that is the island that is the airline that I don't think it's the island that they fly back on. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is. That's right. Because the, the, those people come back on the same plane with them. Uh, that's right. It's not a separate plane. So yeah, that is the plane that all of the oceanic six return to the island on. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that hasn't happened yet, but they have flashed to a point in time where that plane has already arrived. And those are their canoes, isn't it? Um, I don't know if it's their canoes. It's them chasing them it in is. the canoes. It's the people that uh, we don't get in. We don't get introduced to these people until. Is this the temple people? No, this is these are the people that came on the plane with them. There are other people on that plane other than the Oceanic Six. I oh, because because Hurley was like, I bought out all these tickets. What are yes. you doing on here? That's because, right. That's because right. Don't forget when a couple episodes ago when I mentioned that I had Brad William Henke from the stand uh, when when I booked him for the Strange Indeed podcast, he was also on Lost. And he's going to be joining us on this podcast in the future to talk about his experience on Lost because he's one of the people on the plane that comes back with Locke, with Locke's body. There, like, there are a number of other people on that plane. It's not just the Oceanic Six. Oh, my gosh. I love it that I've forgotten so much because I when, do like these last two seasons a lot. Because when the plane arrives on back on the island... Um, it's only Kate, Jack, Hurley, and I think that's it. I think Sun, Sun doesn't go back in time. That doesn't go back to the 60s. She stays in the present day. Um, mm -mm. She, yes, she does. She does not go back to the past. Because her and Sun aren't reunited until after the incident. Because Sun is in the past with Sawyer and everybody. Kate, Hurley. Jin. Jin is in the past. Well, Jin is with the, in the past because he's still on the island. But of mm -hmm. the Oceanic Six that return, Kate, Jack, and Hurley, I think, are the only three that go back in time. Yeah. And Saeed. Saeed yes, because Saeed has some time with young Ben Linus. Yes. Um, we could we could talk about this when it gets to that. Yes, we're, but, we're getting a little we're, we're getting out there. But the point I was the point I was getting to was that there are other people on that plane because they stay in the present day with the plane after it lands. 
because when the plane lands on the island, Kate Sawyer or Kate Saeed, Hurley and Jack are missing. And that's because they flashed back to the past and everybody else stayed in the present day. So, yeah, so there, but there are a couple of other, other than the, the jump to the future, we do get a couple other memorable things here that remind us of different time periods that they go to. We see the hatch light shining into the sky, which John knows exactly what that is when he sees it. As did every single viewer paying attention. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but we also see another key moment. Um, you know, we mentioned that the episode is the little prince because Aaron is a big part of this episode as to that's what they're doing on the, on the, on the mainland is trying to figure out who's after Aaron, but we get Aaron's birth again in this. We episode. get reminded that no, Aaron is not Kate's son. Aaron's yes. Claire's son. Yes. And even Kate has forgotten that. And that, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, spending that time with Aaron, you're right. She's forgotten that that's not her son. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you were just pretending for a while and, you know, yeah, that you're right. Where that was a good reminder that, 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 you know, that's not, I mean, it's, it reminds the viewers, not Kate, obviously, because Kate's not seeing it, but you're right. That's, a, that was a good reminder of the episode that look, Aaron is not Kate's son. Mm -mm. Aaron is Claire's son. Who... But she did deliver him. She did. She had and a And there's something to be said for that, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I like that. I didn't even look at it that way. And that that was a reminder mm -hmm. that, 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 that Aaron is not Kate's son. Um, but yeah, I just, I just found that interesting. So I, I think... Oh, it, it's it's loosely said. I mean, it's not said, but it's also loosely reminded that not only is this the same day that John found the hatch and Aaron was born, this is also the same day that Boone died. Yeah. It's not mentioned, but a lot of people, you know, if you love this show, you know in the back of your mind, like, oh, yeah, Aaron was born the same day Boone died. And that was why Jack, and, that was why John was at the hatch. And he didn't name him Boone. Well, they didn't know at the time. Maybe it's Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Um, A.B. Littleton. <laughs> I think. Personal injury lawyer. The only other note I have, and this covers everything that I have for this episode, is, you know, uh, we're we're beginning that journey to the end of the the island jumping in that Saeed and or not Saeed Sawyer and John have agreed like it's we got to go back to the orchid it's the only way yep. to stop it and well, John was going to go whether everybody else went with true. him or not true but Sawyer being a brand new control freak had to uh <laughs> just has to go with him so you know there you go yeah but I'm, that's all I've got. I don't know about you if you have anything else on this episode. No, I mean, I love seeing Juliet uh, handle Sawyer. That's always my favorite. James, go away. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting to. We are so close to such a good point in that story with Juliet and Sawyer. 
it's fun to see them learning about each other right now. It's fun to see that Juliet doesn't take his crap, you know? Yeah. And it's fun to see that Sawyer allows himself to be handled by her. Well, one of the reasons why I said earlier in the episode, too, that when we get to episode eight, LaFleur, and we get to a, one of my favorite parts of this season, when we get to that point, it's not just because of the fact that we're we're reuniting a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Everything takes place on the island again. Uh, there's no mainland stuff anymore. Everything is back on the island. Granted, it's in two different time periods, but we're back on the island finally. Yeah. Um, but it is the evolution of Juliet and Sawyer. We are at that point at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, we we see a whole new side of these two people in that they, we don't see it, but they have spent a good amount of time together and they're a thing. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, they've spent three years together at least. It's one of the last romances that we get on this show and one of the shortest ones. But short as a viewer, not right. short in time. Because mm-hmm. you're right. They've been together a number of years at this point. We just don't see it. So to them, it's been a lot longer than it has been to us, but they do such a great job of portraying that, that we know they've been together for a while and we feel mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Which is why when it ends, it's so tragic. Yeah. Because we like, like when it ends, we know like this was no short thing. Like this mm-hmm. was just, an, this wasn't just a fling. Like, these two found each other after all this time and now it's over. Yeah. So God, that's going to, that episode's going to suck when we get to that too. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. Uh, so next episode, episode five, this place is death is a gin and sun episode. Yay. I don't remember what it is. That's Okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm not going to look ahead. I want to be I want to remember what it is. So yeah. I'm I'm thinking maybe this is going to be the same kind of thing we got when we got an episode of the Tailies in earlier mm-hmm. seasons, maybe because this is a Jin and Sun episode, we're going to see more with Sun on the mainland in the present day and we're going to see a lot of focus on Jin and not so much the other survivors. So maybe we'll find out what he's been up to. Yes. Yay. I like so, that. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure that out. Um, that leads us into our feedback section of the podcast in which uh, we have a do have a voicemail from our buddy, Steve, which we're going to play in a second. But as always, we encourage you guys to leave us feedback of any kind. If you ever have it, Uh, there are multiple ways that you can do that. First, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash lost revisited. We are on Twitter at lost revisit pod. And we are on Instagram at lost revisited pod. You can email us at lost revisited pod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a message, you can record yourself and send it to our email. Uh, lastly, if you like the show, be sure to leave us a review on Apple podcasts or wherever it is that you listen, if they give you the option to do so. Uh, so that leads us to our voicemail from our buddy, Steve. So let's go ahead and play that now. Hey, Ben and Kristen, it's Steve. And this is for the little prince. The second time watching 
<laughs> in the recap, I always laugh at the, the guy when they showed the two lawyers, the lawyer that didn't talk. He looks like an angry Gary Cole to me. You had me rolling last week with the, hey, <laughs> hey. James, go away. I, <laughs> this, this romance between Sawyer and Juliet started, is, it's so slowly and subtle, but it's so great. Just another subtle thing, um, this conversation between Sawyer and Juliet where he tells her that he saw Kate. Josh Holloway plays it so well you can see this, this the conflict on his voice because I think at the time, uh, I don't know if they had told the actors or not, but I, uh, maybe they had, that you can really see conflict on his voice uh, about Kate and Juliet. They're sure saying hey a lot in this episode. So good, he's playing it. Man, and now as they continue the conversation... They're both, ah, oh, just so good. I guess because Jin was on the deck of the boat, he was thrown off and didn't die in the explosion. Is that the explanation we're supposed to have for this, right? And Jin just figured out that they're traveling through time. <sighs> and everybody's having nosebleeds, or at least uh, so far, a bunch of them are having nosebleeds. So that's confirmed that they all have been on the island too long. Uh, all right, can't wait to hear you guys talk about this one. Uh, talk to you later. Thanks, Steve. I, I love how Steve's co it, Steve's is more commentary, yeah, than voicemail feedback. I know, uh, but I love it that he was talking about uh, Sawyer and Juliet a few times, but like didn't give their names for like a couple of the times that he yeah. clicked back <laughs> yeah. in, and he's just like, they're so, huh, they're just so, huh. Oh, that part <laughs> was so good too, and I'm like, that part. Mm, that's some hard hitting stuff there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he he did bring up a good point, though, and it's something that we didn't mention. You know, we mentioned Jin recovering or being rescued by Rousseau, uh, but we didn't mention that that's the first reveal to Jin that they're traveling through time. Maybe, I, you know, I think that he's probably thinks that maybe he is um, hit, hit his head a little too hard. Maybe. I mean, because yeah, I would not think I was traveling is. through time. I would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I must like, have heard yeah. you wrong. I've been in the water and the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I heard you correctly. <laughs> I'd like to hear Jin say that after he doesn't know how to speak complete English yet. <laughs> I did say only speak a little bit of English. So maybe <laughs> I heard that incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> so. But thanks, Steve, for your, uh, for your feedback as well. And we hope you're enjoying your vacation because we know you're currently on vacay right now. So, But he still left us feedback. Yes, he did. He still left us feedback. And like I said, we encourage everybody else to do so as well. If Steve can leave us feedback while on vacation, you can do it too. That's a challenge. If you want. We're all on our own journey. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so before we wrap it up, let's of course talk about recommendations that things we recommend to our listeners to check out, uh, anything on your end. I am in total rewatch mode lately. I'm rewatching criminal minds. I'm rewatching stranger things. Um, you know, nothing too new. I've, I've had a pretty traumatic last month. And so I don't really want to do anything too new my brain doesn't want to handle it <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's one of the reasons why when the whole pandemic first started um 
I jumped back into rewatching The Office and Parks and Rec and Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine because you find comfort in the things you've seen before. Yeah, um, and I like, you know, my podcast brain really likes to pick apart shows anyways. And picking apart what I've already seen is a lot easier than picking apart new stuff. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, a lot of people know that I lost my first dog, uh, back in September of 2020. And, um, I lost my other dog, my, my first, the first love of my life before I met my husband. Um, very, very traumatically, uh, on May 5th. And so it's just been a very difficult month for me, uh, personally. And so, um, you know, it's like one of those things that if somebody had told me a year ago that I would lose both of my dogs in the span of six months, I, I would laugh in their face. So, you know, it, it, so with that in mind, it's been, I need something light. I need something that I've seen a million times. And then, um, you know, Dave and I were just like, let's rewatch Stranger Things because we were just on a little, you know, what can we rewatch kick? We also ran out of things to watch. How is that possible? Well, <laughs> because we have to agree on it. Okay, that's true. It's a lot easier for me to say I don't I don't run out of things to watch because it's just me. Yeah. Like I still haven't seen this entire season of Handmaid's Tale. I haven't seen this entire season of This Is Us. I haven't seen this entire season of Grey's Anatomy. And that's because I work now 40 hours a week. And that's what I used to do when the kids were at school and Dave was at work. I would rewatch those shows, my shows. But mm-hmm. I guess I've given them up. See, I thought out of everything you were going to you were going to uh, recommend, I thought a, a, a the Friends a, reunion. Yeah, I thought a recent reunion was going to be what you brought up. That's absolutely. I do recommend that. That filled my heart and my cup in a way that I did not think possible. I was not looking forward to that reunion because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. But I watched it, and it made my heart so full. I laughed so hard. I cried. It was just, if you're a friends fan at all, just watch it, just watch it. It's an hour and 44 minutes. And when it's over, you're like, why isn't it longer? I know a number of people who weren't super friends fans who watched it and loved it. You know, I mean, we all know that you and I are diehards. Oh God. Yeah. Like you and I are (laughs) like, we can have an entire we are. We absolutely We're are friends, friends because of because friends. Of friends. Yep. <laughs> that that ro- that car ride changed everything. Linda Clicklockin. Linda Clicklockin. <laughs> I still laugh about that. That was so damn funny. One of these days, we're gonna have to bring that story up on the podcast, <laughs> and just how like that that moment made us like friends for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just it's so that moment means everything to me. Yeah. Um, Cause I cracked up. I was in tears at your <laughs> response to that. That was so damn funny. And of course it was a friend's reference <laughs> that just fit perfectly into that particular moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The friends reunion is something absolutely I would recommend to people check out. Um, I've, uh, I'm always rewatching something like I'm always rewatching episodes of, like I said, parks or parks and rec in the office. Um, I've been throwing a lot more scrubs and new girl 
into the mix. I love New Girl. Um, I just watched the episode of New Girl yesterday, the one where Schmidt and Cece are in the car and the angry driver gets out. Toby! Toby! I'm Toby! (laughs) And they end up getting into the fight at the biker bar. Schmidt! Schmidt. I was dying. I'm like, this is so... Drunk Winston in that episode is the greatest. (laughs) I love um, uh, Rob Riggle in that episode, too. Because It's such a good episode. And Taylor Swift is playing in the back. Yes. I no, that's not Taylor Swift. It's um it's Eye of, it, it's Eye of the Tiger by Katy Perry. Yeah. Uh oh god, that's such, such a great episode. But yeah, I've been I I've been putting more Scrubs and New Girl into the mix too, because Scrubs yeah. is another show I just I love and I haven't watched in so long. Yeah. Um other recommendations. I know it's a movie that you and Dave finally watched. Uh, but if you have not seen the movie, nobody. It's so good. It's it's um, Saul Goodman, a.k.a. Um, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. It's so I like that was the first movie I have watched in a long time where when it was over, I was like, I want to watch it again. Yeah. Like right so now. Don't give away too much because the whole thing is like. Like, you just need to watch it. Yeah. We went in knowing nothing. And I think that that's the best way to go into this movie because you need to know nothing going well, into this movie. You, you also have to appreciate violence because it is a violent movie. Yes, it is, but in a good way. I will tell you if you like John Wick. And Home Alone. And Home <laughs> Yeah, that is a good. Yeah, it's John Wick meets Home Alone. You are absolutely right. It, Absolutely is. Yep. Now um, now go watch the movie. <laughs> if you have not seen Nobody with Bob Odenkirk and Christopher Lloyd, it is a Christopher Lloyd is so good in that movie. It was so fun to see him too. It's, I was like, oh my gosh, that's it's he is so good in that movie. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk is amazing in that movie. Um, nobody is a movie I still recommend to people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I um, want to see Army of the Dead. I've seen it. It's not fun. Great. It's fun. Um, it's not it's not scary. Um, oh, perfect. Right up my alley. Yeah, it's it's not scary. There were no real jump scares in it. We wanted all. to watch a scary movie the other day and I said, you know, I keep hearing Train to Busan is really good, blah blah no. blah. And, and so he turned we turn on the trailer and he turns it off and he goes, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> that that trailer is going to keep me up tonight. <laughs> I will. I will tell you the best part of Army of the Dead is Tig Notaro, uh, who she was digitally added. Who was digitally added to the movie? She is in so many scenes with Dave Batista. She's never met him. That's so crazy. It's so well done, you would have never known it because my mom watched it. Is there a reason why that happened? Yeah, because the original person who had that role was Crystalia. And Crystalia got caught up in a lot of sexual harassment controversy. And they were like, nope, we're not even taking part in that. So they removed him, filmed it with Tignataro on a green screen, and digitally added her into where he was. Okay. And it's so well done. That my mom, like I said, my mom watched that movie and I was like, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, she was great. And I'm like, you know, she wasn't really in the movie. She's like, yes, she was. I watched it. And like, no, no, they added her via green screen. 
She's like, really? I'm like, yep. All those scenes that she's in with Dave Batista and the other characters, she's not there. I really like her new girl. <laughs> she, I, I she has a very really, tiny, she has a very tiny cameo. And I thought she was funny. I will actually, I'll, this made me think of it. I'll make another recommendation and I'll leave it at this. And it's there. And you, this is a good one for you too. I think you might enjoy this one. Um, I love take. I've really come around on her. Her standup is hysterical. Um, if you ever look into her backstory, you should, because she has a fantastic backstory from, you know, obviously from being LGBTQ to having a double, you know, um, what's the breast cancer? Mastectomy. Do- a double mastectomy because of being a breast cancer survivor. Like her story is amazing. Um, she does not watch TV. She does not watch movies. And she has a web series on YouTube from Funny or Die. It's two seasons. Uh, it's, I think, six or eight episodes a season. So it's real short. And each episode's only eight to 10 minutes. It's called Under a Rock with Tig Notaro, where they bring in a celebrity of some kind for her to interview, but she has no idea who they are. Oh, fun. So the premise is her trying to figure out who they are. Like, she like has to have figure you been out, living under a rock? Yeah. She has to figure out their name, what their occupation is, and where they're from. Oh, so she doesn't even get to see them. Oh, no. She does. They come out. But she has no idea who they are because she doesn't follow pop culture. <laughs> so, like, Julie Bowen from Modern Family was one of the guests. Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang is one of the guests. Oh, wow. Like, celebrities. Oh, it's big time. Like, I think, like... um, Oh, like one of the like the big chefs is there. So it's not all. Does she know any of them? No, she doesn't know any of them. It's 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 a that's awesome. I can't wait to fun. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to watch that. Like I said, you can go through it in a day. You can go through both seasons in a day because each episode is only like eight minutes. Uh, But it's called Under a Rock with Tig Notaro. And it's it's so good. Um, But you would enjoy Iron Man the Dead. It's not scary. Okay. well, Garrett Dillahunt's in it. Garrett Dillahunt is in it. And I will not reveal anything about his character. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, but I think I think that's it for this yeah. week's episode. We went a little longer than I thought we were going to because I thought it was going to be an ease back into it, not having done this for a couple weeks. But uh, we never do that. We never ease back no. in anything. <laughs> no, we don't. It's always full <laughs> board. Uh, like I said, next week, next ep- I'll say next episode. Uh, next that's episode. Better. This place is death, which is the gin and sun episode. It's the fifth season, fifth episode of the fifth season. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll throw out some more recommendations, but until then, thank you everybody for, for being patient, uh, for us to come back. We appreciate it. Like I said, life just kind of throws you curveballs that you kind of have to deal with. And we appreciate everybody who stays loyal to the podcast and comes back when we come back. And yes, um, it means a lot to us that you still listened and this is still, we still get a lot of listens each week. Even when we take hiatuses, we still get a lot of listens. So it's Good. really appreciated. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. I forgot to mention. Um, I have a new podcast coming out by the time you're hearing this. It will have premiered because it premieres Friday, June 4th. So this is coming out on Saturday, the 5th. Um, it's called Wilhelm. It is a new movie centric podcast. Uh, where I have different guests every week and we just talk about 
some of our favorite movies. We talk about favorite time travel movies or film franchises, favorite films from particular actors. Uh, Kristen, I know you're going to be on it at some point. Yeah, we're going to get you on it, if not multiple times. Uh, I have a number of episodes recorded already, so I'm ahead of schedule. Uh, it's going to be weekly. Every Friday, there's going to be a new episode dropping. I encourage you to go and subscribe. Just uh, if, if you're on a podcast app, just search for Wilhelm and you will see it. Uh, otherwise, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast. And you'll see links there and where you can go to subscribe and, and how to listen. So I encourage people to go there and check it out. So awesome. That's it for this week's episode. Once again, everybody, thank you for being a part of this. Until next time, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Bye bye. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back!